right, welcome everyone to the MMOs.com podcast. This is episode 44, and this is Altai, joined by... Omer. Big Gumble. Matt. Cerulea. All right, and we're going to start with the <laughs> weekly raid, as we promised to do the last few times, but we usually forget. So this time, Sean, it's all you. Well, first, to recount last week's weekly raid, I asked everyone uh, if they can play MMOs as a single player. And the overall resounding answer was yes. <laughs> yes, yes, you can. So it looks like MMOs, uh, the word massively really does mean nothing, just like in our <laughs> definition. Uh, most people said, yeah, they can play MMOs by themselves, and most people actually prefer it. And I thought uh, some of the most interesting comments, and I think one that resonates strongest, is that uh, when you go to play MMOs with friends, there's always one or two, everyone ends up, everyone starts on the same plane, and everyone <laughs> spreads out. You know, like everyone always outlevels someone else, you end up playing alone no matter what. It's really hard to play together all the time. Uh, but this week, this week, we're asking, what MMO was the biggest letdown? So I know before, we were talking about a few games that just, you know, they're overhyped, the marketing campaign, the trailers look awesome, you play the game, you get in, and it just sucks. So, you know, for me, um, I actually struggled with this question, but to me, actually, Dark Souls 2 which isn't an MMO, was the most disappointing game I played recently. It just didn't live up. It wasn't the same thing as the first one. But I wanted to ask you guys, since I know you have like, MMO-related answers. All right, so mine was Ragnarok Online 2. Uh, I think yeah. everyone here, at least most of us, played Ragnarok a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. For a lot of people, it was their first MMO. Uh, you know, basically, it was one of those games where the whole friend group played it in school, whether it's on a private server or, or the main server, like Shoot they played on. And basically... RO2 was, after being cancelled and delayed a lot, what we I got in the it end was... It was cancelled and completely remade. Yeah. Not even just delayed. And what we got at the end was literally nothing like Ragnarok Online 1. It was basically yeah. like a generic 3D fantasy grinder. Like, no soul, nothing to do with the previous game. And... It was like straight out of area games, pretty much. <laughs> straight out of area games. Straight out of area games. <laughs> they're, they're well known for their generic nonsense, so I guess that's what you mean by straight out of area games. Yep. <laughs> I think we can all agree that was a pretty big disappointment. Are there any Ragnarok Online 2 defenders in here? Who here thinks Ragnarok Online 2 was misunderstood and is secretly a great game? Anybody? <laughs> well, you no. guys said straight out of area games, and I'm actually pretty sure that they are either hosting or advertising someone else's server on area games now. They're, they're like yeah, they, they are. Yeah. yeah. Some weird so Ragnarok Online 2 was actually a popular answer by a lot of people in the in the Twitch chat as well. So we're clearly not the only one disappointed by Ragnarok Online 2, which is complete duke. I want to point out, Metal Snake here also brought up Guns 2, which we played for a Sunday Fun Day, and I think our overall response was, this isn't Guns 1. It's just nowhere near as good. It was missing that janky combat. I was going to mention uh, my game was going to be Guns 2, because uh, I, I enjoyed Guns 1 quite a bit. I didn't think Guns 2 was as bad as Ragnarok Online to Ragnarok Online 2, because that was completely... Big, unbelievable letdown. But Guns 2 was different. It wasn't as good, but I thought it was playable. I mean, we did the Sunday Funday video, and I think I was the only one defending the game. It was, it was, it was playable, no, but it was a big letdown. I think it was pretty bad, Guns 2. You yeah, it launched. have not played some of the worst well, shooting games out there. I think um, Guns 2 has its own like amount of... Um, it, it's got quality to it, it's just not Guns 1. Yeah. It's not even. It's kind of odd to call it guns too. When they 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 changed, they, they went a different direction almost. But I kind of wonder why. That's what sequels are for. Direction. It's. I guess they thought they were improving it, but <laughs> you don't want to fix what's not broken, all right? Like the first yeah. the first guns game was popular. I mean, they clearly made money on it. It ran for such a long time. 
I mean, you don't fix what's not broken. You just, you know, you build off of it. You don't, you don't go full like 180 and do something completely different, which is kind of what they did. They went the more, they kept some of the jankiness and then the, the, the gameplay style, but then they they made it more traditional FPS, traditional shooter. You know the worst it seems part of to me that these companies don't really like know what their audience wants. It's like, it's like that's what people want. It's like why not enhance what people yeah. liked about the game rather than you know, some I mean, bullshit no one cares about. Companies to listen to their player base more. That's that's really the, the the key lesson over here. And we've seen the games that do listen to their player base and they listen to the market. They do really well. Uh, we won't get too far into it, but like the calling, it's a game that a lot of people wanted because it was always mods for H1Z1 and other games. I mean, Ark Survival Evolved had their own mod for it too, and it's becoming a separate game. We'll talk about that later. But people wanted it, and then the calling is like, wait a minute, let's make a game from the ground up to be what people want. You know, the survival stuff wasn't even as exciting as the battle royale stuff. So people give the players what they want. Alright, well, before we get off topic, I'm going to go over my two major disappointments. So, the first one is uh, Craft of Gods. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It was a European indie MMO, and it um, offered, like... I had to look up a feature list for this because I couldn't remember. It's been so long. But anyways, it offered, like, realm versus realm. You could ride anything, become a demigod. It was skill-based, had a bunch of different, like, schools of skills... And um, it was based on Slavic mythology, and you got in, and they literally had so many issues that they had to erase your progress multiple times. It was buggy as shit to the point that combat, turning it on and off, didn't always work, uh, and the writing stuff was just not there, and it shut down pretty quickly. And then there was another one called Erevan, which... Um, it was a sandbox game, and I have no idea what it was like because it crashed three minutes after starting out every time you played. <laughs> yeah. Nothing really access. I just want to say, in Craft of Gods, you could ride a cow. How cool is that? Ooh. <laughs> that gives it a 10 out of 10 in my eyes right away. All right. How many other games let you ride cows? Come on. Uh, none, um, I don't think. All right, anyone else? We all, did we all cover that? Uh, well, mine... <clears throat> it's a little bit more recent. Blade and Soul. I thought really? about Ragnarok online, but yes. Wow. So the reason why is uh, it's more that um, I mean it's not as shady as Ragnarok Online 2, but I feel like the game had more potential. Shoot, you defend this game online. so much in the post Sunday fighting discussion. We had a full argument about the game's uh, combat being so great and this being so well, great. I mean, and now was the biggest disappointment. <clears throat> you guys weren't listening to me. I, I said that the game is is pretty shitty. But During you said, that entire... You, you, yeah, but you argued that the most important part of a game is combat. That's why uh, it's the most attention. I said one of the most important things, yeah. Oh, yes, but you said... So, but shouldn't that elevate it to, like, not shitty? The combat yes, was yes, good? Yes, yes, but let me, let, me, let me finish, okay? So, the combat was, was very good, and I feel like it was really innovative, and I feel like it could have really went somewhere. However, the balance of the game is way too horrible. It's it's unplayably horrible. Like for a game that is trying to push itself as like this PvP, like a you know fighting game um, style um, combat, the game is so imbalanced that it's you just can't play it. What well, has it been around for like three years? How how did not fix the balance yet? I have no idea. But like, well, it's just the the design that the balance you know the live balance of the game is so atrocious that it's like. It's it's just unplayable. It's like I know 
several people who have quit for the same reason. Like, you know, they wow, played really wow. hardcore like I did. Some and then you get be... to the end game and you realize that the game is just it's just not fair. You know, it's 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 not fair to like an extreme level <clears throat> that is just unplayable. Wow. Like, you have no options against like like certain classes and it's just it's just not not good and that's what ruins it because that's what you play the game for right mm -hmm. so uh, it's it, it's a weird thing but what seems to happen is when games get released in the west they have an older build and they will slowly move towards the newest build and yeah. um that's probably what's happening with blade and salt it's probably unbalanced because they haven't put out later balance patches yeah, but the the thing to think about too is right is if you know it's that imbalanced and it's not okay. Actually, there's another problem. There's a cultural problem here too because from what I've uh, read and heard from people um, in Korea, if you play the unbalanced classes, people just shame you pretty much. They just think you're wow. a huge pussy. So it's like it's like it's there's like a stigma behind playing that. Like, like, you know, you don't want to play it because you're going to look like an asshole, right? But that's weird because I feel like in American culture, it's the opposite. You want to play the most OP class and you don't give a shit what everybody else says. Exactly. You know? So, I mean, that's going to cause a rift. And that's, again, that's that's like an issue of not knowing your player base and not really mm -hmm. paying attention. You, you have to be agile. When you're an MMO, you're a live service. Every time you fuck up, every, every minute that you're fucking up, someone is leaving your game and you're just hemorrhaging. You're just bleeding out these players. So... You know, if you're if you're an Eastern company, this is some game game advice from me, okay? Game design mm -hmm. advice, okay? Live live design advice, actually, because I was a live designer at Riot Games. So you got you have to be fast. You have to know that the decisions that you're making directly impact if people are gonna leave your game. So you're like the, the defender of the wall to protect people mm. from leaving your game. and Keep them in the if game. You're we'll fuck, if you're fucking up, I mean, if you're just like, well, you know, we'll just wait till next patch, like two months from now. I mean, how many people are you losing? I mean, you're losing people every, literally every minute, right? Mm. You don't want that. Because <clears throat> then you're going to need, you know, advertising and stuff to get more people over the game. And it's just not worth it, man. Just, just be quick. Listen to your, your community. You know, there's there's issues. Be fast to respond to it. Like, who who cares if there's the Korean market? That's a different market. You need to pay attention to the audience that you have in your hand. Okay, on on the topic of listening to your player base, like this is an excellent transition to that. I think the, probably Before, the biggest. I, know, right? I, just want, I just want to I just want to say a quick thing about Blade and Soul. The more I hear about this game, the more it strikes me as an MMO that doesn't want to be an MMO. It's just an MMO for some reason. You think it wants to be a fighting game, yeah, right? Exactly. The yeah, exactly. The way you're describing it, like the unbalanced stuff. Like in an MMORPG, strict balance is not as important because it can be overcome by team play and other aspects of the game. Like EverQuest never had balance, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but in this game, it's so important because the MMORPG aspects are so secondary that the only thing that matters is the combat balance. All right, that right. is all. All right, fair enough. So about listening to your player base, we talked about Tree of Savior last week and how they had the whole three-month uh, early access period. Literally the day after we did that podcast, they backpedaled and they said, you know what, we're going to ask our player base what they want. So they made a poll. A lot of people vote on a few different options for how they should structure their early access program. And ultimately, they decided on a, a one-month early access period. And again, they allowed people to actually vote on this issue. So I feel like that was a really good idea. But what do you guys think? I couldn't uh, vote. 
Yeah, I couldn't vote either. It didn't work when I when I went there, but it didn't matter because every, everybody voted overwhelmingly on on one of the options anyway. Guys, guys, what um, if it was a scam? What if it was a scam? Right? Right? No one's knowing. I couldn't vote. I still think they're opening themselves up to an issue. Like, um, people took issue with the cash out prices. Like, really took issue with it. And I, I think they're um, opening themselves up for people to call a vote later if they don't like something. And I mean, it. It, it's it could get really dicey really quickly. There's, but, um, dicey how? Just a lot of people bitching about them not doing it this time, or well, why didn't they vote on this? Or what? Well, not saying is actually kind of true. You can't always give people what they like want completely. You need to think about the problem and then the best way to solve it yourself. I mean, I'm I'm not saying like don't listen to people, but sometimes polling is not the correct option because I, it's it's pretty clear a lot of the time that people don't actually know what they I, want. No, this, this was You're too right. This was too, because you guys are being too uh, nice here. This was absurd. One, two, three months? I thought 96 hours for Black Desert Online was pushing it. So this is... No, I think no, no, this no. wasn't so much voting as an outcry. And they were trying to sell... No, 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 no. You're... you're you're, we're not saying we're not saying not to fix what people are telling you to fix. We're saying shouldn't directly ask people what they want and do what they say. No, but when it comes to balance, when it comes to balance stuff, you're right. But when it comes to business model stuff, I feel like it, that's more tolerable because people don't know what they want when it comes to the actual game, right? But the player feedback on business models and like stuff like that and cash out pricing, that's okay. I think that's more okay than no, no. People people don't know what they're gonna pay for until they're actually put in the situation. That that's the thing. There are a lot of people that like bitch about prices of games and then go into (laughs) it and then they sit there and they put a ton of money into the cash shop because oh it's fine because I like this game or something like that. It's 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 not as easy as just giving people a reasonable price that they want. It, 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 it's not that easy. But, you, but you, by polling people, you get a lot of valuable information on stuff By like polling that. people, you put the people in a position of power over your company that you don't want to. That's why you set the options for them. You let them vote on it. You know, like what's no, it, the it, most it, tolerable. It, but that doesn't work. Eventually, it hits no. a point where they like, <clears throat> expect a certain level of power you, you and know, decisions. You know, one thing, though, is I feel like the Truth Truth Saver is pretty smart about it. I'm pretty sure they wanted people to pick that one. Because if you yeah. look at the options, it was, like, literally the only option that was, like, good for the players. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it straight up was like, here, do you want more shit or do you want less shit? They were saving right? face. The whole vote was bullshit. They were just trying to save face because there was so much abs- absurdity. It was outcry, yeah. yeah. It was an outcry. They were just I... trying to save face. That's it. So I think, uh, and I, I always think that this guy nails I think Fever nailed the whole problem. A big shout out to Fever. I think he's point on with a lot of stuff he gets on about. Uh, originally, the three month early access, what this whole early access period does is it kind of divides your community, right? So imagine you have a three month early access period. The people who start playing three months in advance, at the end of that three months, when, every, when the larger player base comes in, you're going to have this huge disparity between people who have been playing the entire time mm-hmm. and people who just start. And what's going to happen is those people who started three months ago, a large portion of that player base isn't going to be playing anymore. <laughs> so now you create a division. You create a division as to where people are content-wise, and you create a division in your community. And even one month is going to create a huge divide. Think about, I don't have stats, but I imagine the average playtime for most players in MMOs, considering how incredibly common MMO hopping is, is very, is very, very high. So even one month in advance, you're already segregating your player base by a huge amount, right? So 30 days is a long time. I mean, I haven't even been playing Black Desert for 30 days. 
but I can say, I can imagine, or I, I think I can safely posit that people, 30 days from now, a large portion of that player base won't be there either. So you can't you can't have this huge disparity in early access. You got the ninety six hours. I think is is enough, and that's yeah. it. Even in the ninety six uh, hours, I'm going to say people got the max level. It, it's a little much. Yeah. yeah. And the reason <laughs> Actually, why that's, is that's again, a problem with the game. That's not a yeah. problem with the it early access. It creates these segregated communities, and and players quit too quick. You're actually you're hurting your your game's longevity by doing this. Wait, guys, take a look at the link I just put out, too, because there is some data on retention rates, and Superdata had a really great article on this, so oh, yeah. I think a lot of people will be astounded by the level of how quickly people drop off of games, literally days after launch. We're not talking weeks, we're talking days. Yeah. So if you look at that chart for days after initial launch for player retention, by the 30th day, you lose most of your players already. It's crazy. And Take a look at that chart, it's insane. And that's the problem. So when you have too much time... Your paying player base a month in advance isn't going to be there 30 days later. They're gone. Also, now you also have conflict of interest in terms of what your community is demanding from you. You have one part of the community demanding this content, and another portion of the community demanding you fix this early, the earlier content. So you're tearing yourself in two. You're, you're, you're shifting your priorities too much. Yeah, I, I think it's ridiculous, and I, I think that Tree of Savior is, uh, is not uh, an outlier. I think it's a sign of things to come. I think, I think more they, companies will do this. It has to be an outlier, Sean. They, they, they so? pulled a three-month nonsense. That initial idea no, was no, no, so no. crazy. I, I, think, I think that they were just testing the waters. They were just testing the waters. See what they did away with. They, they hurt themselves. It's so obvious. People yeah, got pissed off, so I gotta forget that. The People poll forget makes it. them look so much better, right? So now it's like, oh, now it's one month, no problem. Blah, blah, That's blah. True. I, I think Not only that. Are, companies are going to keep pushing the envelope. They're going to keep pushing the walls, and they're going to see what they can get away with. Well, you, you have to remember, it's not just one month. They also cut it down so that you, everyone that pays gets that one month. It's no longer staggered based on how much you right. pay. Right. I mean, okay, it's, it's, it was a massive but, change. But look at what happened, though. Everyone's like, wow, you guys really care about us. You listen yeah, to us. This is what companies should be like, right? Okay. But listen, what's funny is, do you think, it is, in a way, it could be conspiracy. Let's listen, guys. Imagine they launched the early access, right? Imagine they launched it from the get-go as one month. I think there'd be a lot of outrage, right? But because they started at three months and they went to one month, as she said, everyone's kind of coming around to their side. Had they started with one month... Theory? Isn't that door in your face economic theory? You make the price outrageously high or outrageously low, and that way then the, the next thing doesn't look as bad. It's kind of yeah. like you, you push the, the, the spectrum, and then that way then something that is crazy doesn't look as crazy compared to what you did first. So really it makes looks better. It makes the choice look better, yeah. I think that's called slam and door in the face theory or something. But It's still good that they listen. In, in a way, at the end, they, they did... They didn't just stick with the three months, which they could have done, you know? Yeah. So they still did listen, but it still could have been like a false choice, as she was saying. It could have been a plan from the get-go, but I'm still glad that now it's one month instead yeah, of three months. Agreed. Ultimately, I'm glad with the changes they made. It just, three months was insane, as I said in my, I did in my, my weekly news video how insane that was. And we talked about it on the podcast, too. It was nuts. But at least... Smoke and mirrors, guys. Smoke and mirrors. That's, that's all that falls. <laughs> so now it's... it's oh, shoot. But the game is uh, ten bucks to play in a week, in six days now. Before it was fifty bucks, right? To play. Yeah. So no, it's seven shoot. days, isn't it? The twenty ninth. Well, six days and sixteen there? hours. Yeah. Sure. You you're gonna buy the the latest, the, the most expensive founders pack to get the game as early as possible, with the three months head start. Now you get to do I, now. Now you save a lot of money, Shu. No, I I still spent the same amount. I bought the big pack, baby. 
You bought the big pack. What do you right, guys You don't get in the. In the uh, you, get a, you get a companion. Like, uh, it's a item that's really expensive in the game, but you just get a voucher so you get to have it. The, the, uh, but, the pet thing. Uh, but one thing I wanted to bring up before we move off the topic of listening to player base. I am not exaggerating when I say that literally every person that I've talked to that has played the Korean version of Black Desert is not happy about the fact that the XP rates have been changed. Changed in what way? They were made more difficult in NA. Oh. It's, it's harder to level in NA. Wait, wait, wait. It's the, so easy the to level. Other regions are mad at us? I mean, they're, they're, no, they're, they're people, jelly or everyone, something? No, everyone that played the Korean version that then moved to the North American version because it wasn't IP blocked originally is now mad about the XP rates. In Black the XP rates are pretty fast anyway. They're still pretty fast, but um, yeah, they changed the XP rates, they nerfed the amount of Blackstones and XP you get from the Catfish, and people are not happy. I, I, I don't agree with that. I think it's fine the way it is now. Like, I'm not even kidding. You can buy all three packs. You can buy all three packs of Jeeves Xavier. I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> they stack, boys. Biggest advantages. <laughs> Actually, I don't even know what they give. I'm going to look first. Okay, well. Go ahead. But yeah, basically, um, all the people that played the Korean version are saying that all the uh, Westerners whined about it without knowing what the game was like. And then Dom listened to them. So. Wait, so they made the experience easier now? No, they made it more difficult. I just... <laughs> yeah, but... but uh, well, they are wanted they it more to change that, or are they happy with the way they No. They're, they're still nerfing stuff regularly. I uh, think it's cool. I think experience rate is fine in the Black Desert. I have no complaints. But yeah, but it's still a point towards, like, the people that played it in Korea and were familiar with it are not happy with the changes made to their... Um, now localized version. So, do, mm -hmm. do they want to hit max level in four hours instead of eight? I don't get it. What's I that? have no idea. What are <laughs> they have they have no leg to stand on. I, I would if anyone knows a person like this, I, I'd really like their take on it because I think it's you know you know why they do it. They they need something to complain about to make YouTube videos. Oh. That way, that way they get the hits. That's what it comes down to. Everyone likes to complain about things. That's that it's is good to complain. People people love to hear people bitching. So I think that's all it is. So go ahead, keep bitching, get your hits. Blah blah blah. Oh, the bitching on the bitching on stuff stuff is well deserved. All right, there's a lot of well deserved <laughs> bitching. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, of course there is. Of course there is. Yeah, not well deserved bitching. Yeah, yeah. That that is the nature of bitching. I think Kant said that. So anyway. So I want to let's move to another game because it's also pretty huge news. Uh, Ark Survival Evolved kind of went through route of H1Z1. And has anyone here played the split-off game yet called Ark no. Survival of the Fit? Has anyone tried this yet? I have not played it yet. I really should. I, I, I did like Ark Survival Evolved. It was just, when I played it, it was so unoptimized that it kind of ruined my experience. Uh, so, but I, I, I'll have to give this a try. When I first played it, it crashed my graphics driver, so I gave up. <laughs> I'm sure it's more optimized right now. now. Well, I don't know. We'll see. Let's see. It's like 35 gigs, though, so it's, it's a bit of a monstrous download. But it's basically yeah. it's basically the calling, but with more up to 70 players in a single game. Because this is just an arena version of, you know... It, it's based on the same mod they have for um, Arcs Around Fall. I'm not sure if it's like the calling. Is it like the calling? Don't you level up in this? Or I mean, or not this I mean on, a, on a general level, yes, it's like the calling. It's a, it's a king of the hills, survival of the fittest. Thing, except dinosaurs. you can form tribes and stuff. Well, you can ride dragons. <laughs> With dinosaurs. Dinosaurs, not dragons. There is oh, a dragon. Oh, there is a dragon? There's a dragon? 
Yeah, yeah, there's always been a Yeah, that was like the big thing. You would summon the dragon if you if you grinded enough. Yeah, there's always been the dragon. He was in the trailer. And now so they, they're really cool showing him this? off. What's really cool about this is it's actually free to play now. The spin-off game is free. Yeah. Whereas whereas in H1Z1 they're two paid games. Now you get one free game and anyone who didn't have, you know, Arc Survival Evolved, they you, you literally get a game for free. So I'm really I'm it's psyched. Free. I'm already done. Yeah, we're gonna, we will do a Sunday Monday for it because I, you know, I, I enjoyed the calling and this. I, I wanted to play this arc for a while, but I, I never mm -hmm. did. So this, I have no excuse now. It's free to play. Nice. Yeah, I, I, I point actually out that... have the game, but like, uh, I, I have arc, but I've never played it. <laughs> you got on your you did a really decks. smart thing. There's no other battle royale game that's free, so they're the only ones um, that are really? that have a free battle. Because think about it, yeah, the calling, right? Which is what oh, fifteen. Funny, yeah. Then you got H1Z1, which is now 20 bucks for each game, assholes. And then you have, uh, um, I guess, DayZ, right? DayZ is the original Battle Royale mod uh, in the yeah. modded version of the game. And, th and then those all cost money. So Ark, I think they're really trying to you know, corner themselves or, or cut out their own little corner of the market there and be the alternative uh, for all these Battle Royale games. And you know, if you like that, you know, maybe you'd go ahead and, and buy the full game. I think it's very smart. I, I applaud them. I agree. It is, it is really smart. I think considering it was the survival of the fittest was originally a mod to um, show off their mod development kit, they have nothing to lose by putting this out for free. No, yeah, that's true. And it'll, put, it'll get people interested in the game, and you know they might buy Ark Survival Evolved after playing Survival of the Fittest, even though it's a different style of game. But you know it might it might bring in more sales. Are they gonna have microtransactions in here too? Like are they gonna monetize it that way? Maybe. This I like don't think trailer, so. Guys. I'm pretty it's sure it's completely trailer. free. Completely free. I'll believe it when I see it. All right. The matches take <laughs> a lot longer than culling, so we got to be ready for that, guys. Mm. Well, assuming we don't so, die right away, you know, yeah, we yeah. might suck and die right away. We'll just make sure that we're ready. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm definitely a fan of this. I get a free game for uh, I get a free game for free. There you go. Though it, it is a monstrous download, so I got to leave it on overnight on this PC. All right. Well, I want to quickly jump to. We just talked about a new game. Let's talk about a very old game. So on March 16th, which was I think two a couple of days ago, a week ago almost now, EverQuest turned uh, 17 years old. So Not wow. quite legal yet. 1999. It would be legal, wouldn't it? Yeah. No. No. 18 is legal, dude. No. Uh, it's close enough. You can round, you know. You can right, lawyer, right. Who here has 17. played EverQuest? Anyone but me no more? Yeah, I played EverQuest. I played it for about 10 minutes okay. when I was younger. Yeah, it does But that's yeah. it. So Omar and I started with Kunark, the first expansion, which was, I think, in 2000. So we were, we were a year off from the launch, and it was our second MMORPG. And uh, it was a pretty good game. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's still going strong on the official server. So that's good. And that's housing the, now. Uh, does it? I actually didn't know that. Yeah, EverQuest beat... Um, Wow to housing, to actual housing. Wow. Wow. Ultimately, I had housing well before that anyway, so ultimately, I beat both of them. It's okay. Actually, I think it's a pretty robust housing system, too. Like, one of the better ones. I think it might be expensive in real monies, though. Oh. The problem is the game looks so... Like, it's so... You can't get into EverQuest today. If you, if you haven't played EverQuest in the past, it's not a game you should ever consider getting into. It's too hard to get into it. <laughs> the game looks terrible by today's standards. I still think it's a great game, because I grew up playing it. But just like I grew up playing Ultima, and I'll play on private servers today, those old games, don't get your friends on them. They're going to hate you. Your friends won't like if you make them play old games. Because even though you're nostalgic about it, they won't like it. 
Tell that to the friends that keep training on me to play StarCraft. There you go. Yeah. There's no reason to play original StarCraft now. Have you ever played the original StarCraft? I have. Aaron, I have. I played the crap out of it back in the day, but I can't play it anymore. Yeah. I just, I can't anymore. Well, speaking of old games... Well, I got a great game off We have some great news. Con Online... Which oh, we yeah. actually was the was the butt of many jokes before this announcement, uh, for being an old game no one cares about, has made its way to Steam <laughs> through the Steam Greenlight Yay. program, and it's not even the original Con Online. It's a private server, what? a private Con Online server. Yes, is now on Steam. Uh, it was Greenlight approved. Is, Go ahead. Is when you launch the game. I was streaming last night actually. So when you launch the game, it says ConOnline.com in the splash screen, right? You go to ConOnline.com, it doesn't exist, obviously, because it's been shut down for God knows how many years, you know? So on the splash screen, there's a broken URL for the, for the game. Translations are terrible. Game sucks. Don't play it. But, Wait, so what is this game? Is it like an even shittier Night Online or something? You can't. Night Online is god tier compared to, to ConOnline. Yeah. ConOnline is, is a really old... It looks kind of like Legend of Ares, a game I guarantee none of you guys have heard of. But I remember I playing it ages well. ago. Okay, whatever. Legend of Ares. It's, it's like Legend of Ares, but like ten times shittier. Even though Legend of Ares was nothing to write home about. But it's unbelievably terrible movement. Combat is slow. Movement is slow. Interface is garbage. There's lots of translation issues. Very blocky characters. Very few players online. It's, it's a game... Unless you grew up playing it again and you'd feel nostalgic about trying it, it's, there's no other reason to play it. Isn't it, it like basically, isn't it basically all grinding? Yeah, it's just, from the get-go, it's like, ready, set, go grind, all right? <laughs> there's no, like, you know, go do this quest. No, there's no, ready, go, go grind, all right? Stop asking us for quests. Come on, go grind. So the one grind. thing I wanted to bring up is a lot of people were kind of, you know, outraged, oh, green light's broken, blah, 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 and I get that, right? But oftentimes, and we've talked about this quite a bit, oftentimes I prefer private servers to the actual game. So whether or not private servers belong on Steam, I don't know about that. But, you know, I don't, I have nothing against private servers. Uh, just to put that out there. I mean, there, there's a community that wants to play this game, clearly. Why they wanted to put it on green light, I don't know. Because as far as I'm concerned, people aren't going to see this on Steam and jump to start playing. I and mean, if they do, they're just going to leave a bad review. More than yeah. likely, it's just for the people that were already playing the game. So why bother putting the private server on guys, Steam? Guys, I have an idea. I have an idea. Ready? Ready for this? A Steam-like service. We just copy Steam, right? But for private servers. Ooh. So we, get private server. so we don't get sued by one company. We get sued by all the We companies. get sued by all of them! I don't know. We're like the pirate bay. We don't actually distribute the content. It's not our content. We're yeah, just, you know, we're just creating a, it's, it's just what our users use it for. You know, it's, it's not our fault. Torrents. So it's like Steam, right? But you download, when you start downloading, it's downloading from a torrent client from other players. You know, so you never download directly from us. So it's not exactly like Steam, but we're an aggregator. So imagine you go to like Night Online, you see a million private, you see 100 private servers. You go to Lineage 2, you see 100 private servers. Honestly, I think it'd be a huge resource to gamers, because right now the only way to find private servers is to go to these disgusting top 100 websites. Do you guys oh, know yeah. what I'm talking about? Top 100 websites have existed since 2003. What the hell? Though, if people get like spyware from one of the files that we aggregate? We just, I mean, they would bitch at us. It's possible. Yeah. Let them bitch all they want. Okay? Nobody, nobody uses the top 100 sites anymore. It's called Reddit. Just search. Yes, okay, yeah, you can search on Reddit, but you, you don't find an aggregate of private servers on Reddit, usually. And the, the more obscure... <laughs> so, those top 100 sites are still used. I mean, they get a lot of traffic to those sites. They have them for, yeah. for MapleStory servers, for Flife servers, Agnostic for online. servers. 
And most of the time, those are all bullshit anyway, because they're always gamed. You know, the top ones are never the most popular. They're the ones that like figure out how they game hey. the top one bullshits. Yeah, yeah, top but, hunters, um, players are stupid, I know, but people... Well, they do is they do the voting. They just get the yeah. people to vote in there. Because I used to they, vote. They vote via, like, proxies and stuff, and they break the voting system mm, anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, see, this guy said he's still used to them. <laughs> yeah, but this... this uh, I see this as a bad thing, because it... I mean, it's one thing for private servers to exist off on the side, but this kind of legitimizes them, and Steam is literally taking a 30% cut for their in-app purchases. So they're literally accepting money for revenue taken from a private server. Okay, I, it should not be on Steam, because it, it does legitimize yeah, it, as you said. That, that's a real issue. Steam's a real Steam company. Is We're not aware of the risk they're taking by doing this. And I, I, okay, I, don't know, I don't know about everyone else, but I legitimately flagged it when it go, went on Greenlight. I myself flagged it and said, this is a private server, and put a link to the original thing, and it says in oh, their really? meta description, this is a private server. Oh, so, that's pretty hilarious. So if huh. they didn't notice that, they weren't doing their jobs right. Let's just put it that way. It's pretty clear Steam not, I don't think they doesn't care. do anything on that regard. They just I, let it automate to get to the green light system. It has yeah. to be automated. Yeah, I agree. Is that I think that like, shouldn't, shouldn't they be taking a look at it now that it's gotten a lot of attention for, it, for being I don't think they know. I don't no, think but, it has gotten a lot of attention. I think I'm the only one that's an article know. about it. They don't know it's on their like new list I, and like it's popping up on my... Oh, God. No. Plus, no, Matt submitted something to R Gaming, and it did really, like, 100 upvotes on there. So it got, like, thousands of people on Reddit saw it. At least, like, five, ten thousand people saw it through Reddit. So people did see it, and people marked on Greenlight that it was a private server. I mean, they mu I mean, somebody's got to hear it by now, okay? Come on. I think they just don't care. It's just a small thing. That, like, and, and keep in mind, the Korean developers for that game are probably bankrupt by now. There's, like, uh, they don't own the yeah. IP, but nobody, there's no one to enforce that IP. If the game was still there's running... Hear about There's it right one away. guy somewhere that owns the rights and is like, you know what, fuck it, I don't have the money for a lawsuit right now. Yeah, yeah, again, <laughs> the guy who owns the, the IP doesn't give a shit, He's, doesn't want to enforce his rights, because it's not worth the cost to do it. The game isn't even running anymore anywhere else, so... Again, they're not really taking away from the IP holder by running the game that's already shut down, but it's it's just weird to see it on Steam, and so for Steam to legitimize a private server, it, really, I think it hurts Greenlight in a way. Is this a trend we're going to see more of, where... Right now, we have some publishers like Subway Games and that other one that you guys kept mentioning, uh, bringing mm -hmm. back old MMOs. Do you think eventually we're going to see all those games go to Steam? Like, I feel like if Subway Games publish their games on Steam, they get a whole, whole new audience at least exposed to it. They're trying to. They, more okay. and more of the oh. games are going on Steam. I'm going to be honest with you. I think Subway Games should get a government grant already because they're a fucking museum. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, I think it is going to be a trend, and it's, um, I, I don't know if it's a trend that's going to work for every company, but it, now that there are at least two MMO necromancers out there, I doubt that there's gonna, they're going to stop there. <laughs> guys, guys, we should make a top five list, uh, like an editorial top five MMO necromancers. <laughs> I have a question, maybe you guys know, I really don't know this, I don't know the answer to this question. Um, do you guys know if... Steam pays the server costs, or does the company that's publishing it? No, the company. The Steam doesn't. The company doesn't, plays. Doesn't host any of the servers. Okay, so Steam doesn't host but, anything. Um, no, just the files for the game. That's it. Okay. No, but in the case of the private server, the um, problem is exacerbated on Steam's liability end because uh, every single one of the transactions is locked to Steam Wallet for that game. I was reading the forums, and you cannot pay with anything but Steam Wallet for the Steam version. Hmm. Wow. So Steam's liability is way up there. 
So yeah, on the topic of private servers, I, I, I think my idea is still really good. Let's be real. Imagine a service like Steam, you can browse through all the private servers. You're just an aggregator, so you, you don't just get sued by everyone. I told you this already. No, you know, I told you. You'd be like a, you'd be like a Pirate Bay kind of site where... And Pirate Bay gets sued by mind. everyone. But Pirate you mean where your host is Costa Rica? We'll be like Burkina Faso somewhere, okay? Nobody will get us. But anyway, listen, the point Arma. is... Yes, the, but the problem with Pirate Bay is they get sued because they publish movies, music, they stuff that copyright holders really care about. They They aggregate Wait, content that's valuable, right? How valuable is the private server for Last Chaos and Fly for Fun? Spoilers, it's not valuable. You know why? There's, private, there's already those top 100 sites, and they don't get sued because nobody cares about these games. For real, the IP holders don't care. The only IP holders are going to care, maybe for like, wow, right? That's the only one that will even threaten legal action. So I think that on the legality front, you're right. This, this, it's gray area, right? But nobody's going to enforce their copyrights on some of these older games. They don't well, care. I mean, I guess maybe it could be an idea. But in the meantime, if you guys go to any of our dead games on MMOs, there's a tab for private server. You can find them, like guns and stuff. If you want to play on a guns private server or a oh, guns yeah. page. I forgot we already do something. Yeah, we actually kind of <laughs> aggregate it. I guess we could have a better section. We could kind of organize it better. The top 10 private servers or something. The games with private servers. I don't know. I smell a listicle that you want to do. There we go. Listicle mm. time, baby. <laughs> guys, you guys know requires about the... you to have played 10 private servers. <laughs> also, we're talking about the, the MMO necromancy. So I do want to talk about that because I wrote an article this week on the business model of resurrecting these old dead games. I want to yes. talk about a game called Luna Online because this is the most recent resurrection from Super Games. They are the necromancer of these oh, games. Yeah. They keep bringing them back. So what's interesting is they're bringing back Luna Online. It was available, I believe, through G Potato years and years ago, and it shut down obviously. I think in 2012. But they're bringing <laughs> it back, and what's remarkable is the, the business model around these dead games. It revolves around the hardcore fans of these games. Okay, no matter how obscure and shitty and small these games are, right? There's always a small community that that likes that game, and they met their friends on there, and they want to play it. But usually, this market is not big enough to support a game. So when the game is on, when the game is first licensed, so when Luna Online first, you know, released. The developer behind the game, the Korean developer, is like, we got this brand new game, it's awesome, trust us. And all these companies bid for it. So in this case, Cheap Potato ended up winning, so they're paying a certain amount of money to license the game every year, plus X amount of revenue. And with that business model, they couldn't make money because they had to pay a big licensing fee because it was a new game. Now that it's shut down and it's been like five years, a company like Super Games will be like, listen, your game is shit, it failed on Cheap Potato, nobody's playing your game, even in Korea nobody's playing your game. And in fact, you guys haven't updated your game in like three years, okay? We'll take over your game for like 5% of revenue or something. So there's nothing up front. So that allows these companies to make money. Because they can take the game for almost nothing and then run it on bare-bone staff where most of the people on the forums for Super Games are volunteers. Their managers for the social media are all volunteers. I've talked to a few of them. So their costs are so low that they can make money. And on this Kickstarter page, you can see they raised $4,500. Look at the goal, They're, though. Look at the goal. Yeah, the goal is nothing. This, the goal is nothing. The saddest okay. goal I've no, ever seen. This whole, it was just a marketing gimmick to be on Kickstarter. Like, to get like some way, like, on the front page for a day or something. Yeah, they want to get money. And they don't care what the goal is, obviously. Because they're going to launch the game regardless, yeah. okay? It's not like Kickstarter determined they're going to launch it. Right? They're going to launch it regardless. But look how much the average person donated. 38 backers, right? 4,500? That's 150 bucks each, about. Well, 130. Can we, that shows you people want to... Let's see what the, the, the backer tiers are, right? Let's see. $500, $500 or more. Um, seven backers. Custom reskin. Most, most of the money is over there. Listen, most of the backers are from the seven backers. That's 3500 bucks right there. 
Seven of the people funded thirty-five out of forty-five hundred dollars worth of money for this game. So if you have ten fans of a game, right? Ten fans, you can raise four thousand dollars on Kickstarter. Did, did also, guys look at the look at the Luna Online Reborn Facebook page? Fans love Luna. Look at those. Look at them. So happy. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. One, 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 one. <laughs> also, I, I just wanted to point out that I think it's a little unfair to say it failed on G Potato because all of G Potato's games shut down when the site shut down. So well, They got transferred. Remember, they, they got bought by Webzen. The, the games that were actually remotely profitable, like Fly for Fun. Yeah, they so they, they, they moved to Webzen, but like, wait a minute. This Why should we move this, this other Luna game? But, you don't also know what their profit margin was for keeping the game. I mean, it could have been relatively high for other companies, but not for Webzen. No, if the game is profitable at all, games don't shut down if they're profitable. They shut down when they're... If you're a huge company... Tell that to City of Heroes. Yeah, tell that to City of Heroes. I was going to say that, too. If it's a bigger company, that's different, too. But the point is, the game, it's been shut down for, like, three-plus years, and nobody's touched it since. If there's any money to be had, somebody... Super games have gotten their paws on it sooner if there's any money to be had, right? So, the only reason that Super Games can do this is because they license these games for nothing. Like, the, the, look at some of the games they published. Red Fox Games as well. They're publishing games like uh, Nine Dragons. If you look at the developer's website for, Super, for, uh, for Luna Online, right? I, I've been there. You go there. You go to the news section on the develop, Korean developer's website, and there's not a single update, not a single news post on the developer's website for over two years. That tells you the developers just abandoned the game. They'll take five dollars for the license, probably. You know, whatever you want to give them, they'll take. Well, speaking of abandoned games, uh, I know we had a small discussion about this last time about what Daybreak will shut down next, and they didn't mm. shut anything else down yet. But a little bit of news have from the Orient: Planet Side Two is closing in China, which uh, I don't think anyone's too surprised by that. Well. And it's it's not really a reflection on Planet Side. They decided not to renew the contract, which yeah. it's speculated is because they are going to put all of their resources into Firefall, because it's the nine that is pub that published Planet Side Two in China. Isn't that also another? There's some weird thing? shady business. Yeah, there's some weird shady business with the nine and uh, Firefall. They they yeah, like, pay the a lot of money. It's really shady because the Nine is actually a publicly traded company, so I've been following their story before. So they paid a lot of like, they own the studio that makes uh, Firefall, which is Red Five Red Five Studios or something. And then yeah. they like they end up selling like after the game is already failing in America, right? Because it's not doing very well here. After it's already on the way down, they sold like ten percent or like twenty percent of uh, Firefall to some Chinese government link fund for like huge amounts of money. Like, why would you pay like? These hundreds of millions of dollars for a game that's going nowhere in America. Like, there's some real shady business going on with, with Firefall being flipped, some Chinese funds. Just, I can't even pinpoint exactly. It's, it's weird stuff. I can't imagine it's going to do that well because it, it hasn't done that well in America. Oh, well, that's the question. Is, is anyone. I can, go ahead. Hmm? No, no, no. I was just going to say there's just no way Firefall's going to you know, find rejuvenated success over in, in China. I think it's going to flop horribly. Yes, I agree. I don't know what the hell they're thinking. So you said it wasn't fair no. on its side because it's the nine or something, but I don't think that's true. Because do you think anyone else in China will pick up this license? Because I don't think so. Uh, I think there's a low chance, but like I said, it's it's not a reflection on how it's doing here or the game's quality overall. Yeah, because the game still gets two thousand plus concurrent players on Steam. It's one of the better performing Daybreak games right now. So on that note, I don't think it's gonna shut down. It just it is it is sad to see you know one of the avenues of revenue is cut off for the game. 
So it's, I, it's I, not doing well in China. See, I think that this is going to end up doing better than Firefall. Ooh, Tencent. Well, if it's got Tencent's name on it, you were correct. Except for the fact that it looks like Destiny meets Planetside, almost exactly. Like, they have speeders in there, you'll see in the trailer, that look identical to freaking Destiny speeders. Apparently. Anything Tencent touches is gold. Apparently, (laughs) this is going to be revealed this week, so figured I'd bring that up. Whatever this is, there's no name for it. Uh, MMO Culture reported this. It's funny, I, when I first saw the character model running, I'm pretty sure they just copied the same modeling from Firefall, because the character runs exactly like the character in Firefall, where their butt kind of like hobbles back and forth like they're at the disco. But, uh, I don't know, it looks... Yeah, I think you're right, man. I think it looks like Destiny and... and uh, this game looks pretty cool. Third person Borderlands. Borderlands. It reminds me of Borderlands, that's true. Whatever this is. game. I, I do like when MMOs have vehicles and stuff, though, so there's a win for it right there. Yeah, that's a good point. Why don't more, more MMOs don't really use vehicles? Well, that's because they're also all fantasy-based, right? No, yeah, but not RPGs enough of them have hard. mounts. Nope. Really? Isn't, aren't mounts now kind of like uh, part of the checklist? Well, now, now they are. Out? Yeah, but now they are, but that's because they can be sold in the cash shop. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. So I wanted to show you guys a video for Crossfire too, but I can't seem to find anything on it because uh, the, on the nine That's issue, happening. the nine, yeah, the nine is actually it's, it, it's so weird, right? Because this company is so small, right? But they have their hand, they're they're well connected. The guy who makes the nine is really well connected. He actually had the exclusive license for World of Warcraft in China, the nine, right, for like five years, and that made that made the nine so much money. But then Blizzard's like, wait a minute, why are we letting this shitty company publish World of Warcraft when they're shitty and small? They don't know what they're doing, and we're, we're gonna, and then they changed the license to. Uh, a company called NetEase, which is the second biggest game developer and publisher in China, and then the nine crashed. Right, the stock went down like near zero, and now they did some finagling, some financial wizardry, and now they got the exclusive rights to Crossfire Two in China, which That's is going to be huge. That's going to be huge. Because Crossfire One makes over a billion dollars a year. It's the ne- second highest-grossing PC game of all time after League of Legends, basically on a yearly basis. And so they did their finagling. They're paying fifty million dollars to Smilegate up front with up to four hundred fifty million dollars in additional milestone payments for the license because they're paying a lot of money. But it's going to be huge. The biggest game second. in China and in the world, the second biggest game is Crossfire. Hasn't Crossfire Two been a rumor for years? Are you saying it's really happening, or they just no, have the license to the name? No, it is happening. I, they're they're paying fifty million dollars up front already. I mean, the money is already changing hands. There's not. I, I've never seen one image of Crossfire Two. All there is to, that I can find is a Wikia stub, and that's it. Well, I've never again, like. Uh, go on. There is. There, I'm looking at the press release right now. It says uh, it's from here. They look at the press release saying the nine, and uh, they, they get the exclusive license for publishing between Smilegate and their joint venture, blah blah blah. But okay, there's no word. So, oh yeah, I see that. This is a new game engine. They isn't Crossfire one word? Yes, they goofed. <laughs> so but watch they have, a totally different game. So they Sorry, have man. the um, rights, but this doesn't like um, it. This doesn't indicate when it's coming out. You know what I mean? It, yeah, it, yeah, course, we may not have seen any images because it's still like a year or two off, or maybe yeah. three years off. I mean, that may be why it's still only just a rumor. Other than this, but it's going to come out eventually. I mean, there's no release date. Anything is set in stone. But they have whatever it does come out. They have the license for five years. But it's so weird to see such a small company like the Nine even getting involved in this stuff. 
The whole company's worth fifty million dollars, apparently. Hundred. So it's it's worth yeah. what it, they paid them, basically. Again, because if you look at the market cap today, it's fifty-one million. So that's that's the theoretical value of the company. So it, it's I don't know where they get the money to pay for the this license because who knows? The guy's well connected. The guy who runs it probably. But I wanted to show you guys the Smilegate is the company that makes uh, this Crossfire game. They're one of the most successful game developers in the world because of Crossfire. But look at their other games. They're all losers. <laughs> they're, they're, they're literally a one-hit wonder. I mean, most big studios are one-hit wonders. Look at Riot. Hmm. Look at Riot. Jagex. Jagex. One game, period. Jagex. That's true. Yeah. I think Valve Riot is a... More like Riot, Riot game, right? Riot game. Say like... <laughs> <The> Riot game. <laughs> I think Valve is a really big outlier in terms yeah. of success, and people need to realize that. Multiple franchises that are successful. Blizzard and Blizzard, yeah, right. Again, it's Blizzard, even Blizzard has their own freestyle. These are some really popular games. Come on. They're all zeros. I mean, revenue-wise, they're literally rounding errors. 99.9% .9 of Smilegate's revenue comes from Crossfire, all right? <laughs> And the thing is, you can actually look that up, because Smilegate, I believe, is publicly traded. So I might do, a, I might do an article on that. But um, speaking of rumored rumored IPs that nobody has ever seen screenshots from, uh, something I thought was funny at GDC this past week, a Bioware employee wore a shirt with their new IP emblazoned on it that nobody's announced yet, and no one noticed. <laughs> what is it called? I don't know because no one noticed. They're all scrambling to find images of oh, it. Stop. Check all the pictures. Somebody must have taken a picture of it. <laughs> yeah, they oh, bragged on Twitter about after? it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's, like, <laughs> it's a cool way to do the promo. Everybody scramble for it afterwards. <laughs> guys, we got to play some Crossfire. Have, have you guys played Crossfire 1? Yep. No. Yes. I reviewed it. I, I played Combat Arms, though. Yeah, it's I played good. Combat Arms a lot, too. And I, like, I played Crossfire after I played a lot of Combat Arms. I feel like Crossfire was a pretty solid game, despite being old. So well, that can be on just, the Sunday Funday list as well. It should be because that's that's you know it's not as big in America as you know China and Korea obviously, but six million concurrent players that is that's a big number right? It's more than it's more than a hundred. It's more right? than it's Wow big... actually, from our oh, last from our last statistic, it's more than Wow. Uh, Wait, has six million? Yeah, concurrent users. Like online at once. So that is what concurrent means. Okay, because that's even more than um, Fantasy Westward Journey, which is like almost 3 yeah. million. And DFO peaked at around 3 million as well, Dungeon Fighter Online, in China. So that, that is, it is, again, it, there's a reason. This game makes over a billion dollars a year. I mean, after League, this is number two. People don't realize that because we all, we all know League because it's in America, it's in Europe, it's everywhere. It's super popular. But this game is, is not as big in America, but it's making it's making money in China and Korea. Mostly China. Wins Counter-Strike 1.5, basically. It looks, it looks, it's one of the better free-to-play shooters, I think, regardless of sure. the elements. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be really hard to avoid pay-to-win and free-to-play shooters in the future. This is basically it's be so tempting, you know? <laughs> this is like a better war mode, right? Basically. As I mentioned, we, we actually have some data from, uh, there's updated data for the most profitable games from uh, Super Data. So Counter-Strike Go was number nine on our list of most top ten most profitable online games, and they came in at $221 million in revenue. So, because we're talking about shooters, too. So I think, well, Counter-Strike really pulled off the, I mean, it's not free-to-play, obviously, but 
honestly, they could go free to play and they still make tons of money because people buy keys, you know? They made a shooter, like a modern shooter, that works really well without selling any power or anything. Yeah, that's true. If you can just follow the Counter-Strike model, they'll be fine because people will spend so much money opening those keys, opening those boxes for the colorful guns. Right, have, well, have you have you uh, have you spent a lot of money in Counter Strike Go? I have. Uh -huh. I've also made a lot of money. I've also made a lot of money off of Counter Strike Go. Participating in Counter Strike Go commerce, I like it. And uh, doing the good old fashioned <laughs> betting, you know. <laughs> yeah, betting on esports is so much fun. Oh right, boys, I got the big. Hey, wasn't there news? There was there was news about uh, Fandor, right? And. Yeah, they, they got shut down in New York for like a little while, but they, they'll, they'll be back. <laughs> all right, boys, I got some news. I got some news. You guys ready? All right, all right, all big right. Big boy news. Big, big news. All right, shooters. Boom. Lawbreakers. Buy to play. Not free to play. There it is. Yeah, it was, that, that was a big bombshell of the week. I, I was think surprised. the only reason that anyone cares about this is because Nexon is publishing it. I, it's not going to be a $60 title. It's It looks really high quality, like up there with Overwatch. And Whoa. like I said, I... I I think the only reason that anyone cares is because it's Nexon. Are you saying Nexon you can't is say quality? it's high quality based on a trailer? You can't say it's high quality based on a trailer. I said it I've looks high fooled. quality. I have been I, fooled so many times from trailers, all right? From FPS games, too. Okay, Party Combat looks great. Basically, but, all I have of Overwatch is trailers right me now. Me, too. So. Me, too. So, but um, it looks high quality like Overwatch is what I was saying. And now they're moving towards a new mature setting. So um, it's aimed more at mature gamers that are going to have the funding to put into a buy-to-play game. And I, I just think it's the right move. Really? Yeah. So, okay. <clears throat> because it, it evens out the player base in the long run, and there's going to be less leeway for them to go pay-to-win in the future. Like Because people are saying that Nexon is notoriously pay-to-win, blah, 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 and there's going to be, like I said, less um, leeway for it. But, to have but it, just because it's buy-to-play doesn't mean they can't be pay-to-win. If Nexon is... is if it, Leaning pay if Nexon has been known to lean pay to win, they can add a pay to win cash up. They on a can, buy -to -play game. but still, it's less likely. I think it's a bad decision. You can't. They're going to be competing with Overwatch. They're going to be competing with like Counter Strike Go. The moment like these like Lowberg is a good event. It looked great, right? As you said, it looked high quality. And the beauty was it was free to play, so people were going to try it. But now, if you're in the same league as CS:GO and Overwatch, and these other premium games, all of a sudden. The bar is raised so much higher. You have to be better than Overwatch and CS:GO to win player players now. I, think I don't think other group CS:GO in. I think it's opposite. I, I think it's. I think it's going to be successful. I, I really oh do. I'm not saying it's not. Indeed, this is unreal. Mm. So here's what I think about the Lawbreakers thing. I think the bar is actually lower if you are buy to play. It, it kind of shows really? that you don't have confidence in your product because like League is free. What the? What? But what is no. that? What are you talking about? No! There's no, no, have, no, right? People are going to buy this game without knowing what it is. Because it's a shooter, it looks kind of cool. And they're gonna How many people are going to buy it without knowing what it is? No, they're not. To pay in a free-to-play game, don't... you got to pay for If like a game is buy-to-play, there's a high barrier to play. No, people, not people not are going to buy it. People. Right. Not among the hype people. What kind of... I, where's the hype for this game? What are you guys talking about? It's pretty hyped. It is pretty hyped. There's just not enough shown of it for people to really get too excited yet. Well, that's the thing. They don't want to show it. They want you to buy it for thirty bucks before you see it. No, because it's not. It's not up for sale. They just announced that it's going to be buy to play when it comes out. It's okay. not up for sale. It's not even like dated for being up for sale yet. 
We're not going to see Look, much until it's for sale. Then people are going to buy it. And there you go. That That's supposition, though. Sure, that's my, that's my prediction. It's all. It all depends on when it releases. Number one, that's that's really what it comes down to. If this releases at the same time as Overwatch, it'll struggle. If it releases a few months after Overwatch, I think it'll be just fine. I, I think that the release schedule will play very heavily into how well it does. Because think about it, like if you play Overwatch and then this game comes out, you're burnt out on Overwatch. You move to the next title. You buy it. I don't. I don't think the the model necessarily is indicative of its success. If the game is great, you're right. It doesn't matter, right? If the game is great, it's gonna it'll do fine regardless, really well. But if the game is let's say only good, then it's gonna have trouble. No, I think it's opposite. Okay. I think free to play shows confidence. Buy to play, especially if you change, shows oh shit, let's make a lot of money as soon as we can during the hype, and then For... done. And that way you're covered. Well, you're covered, right? Yeah, you're covered. I I I think you're getting that backwards. But anyways. What I was going to say is, I, I've got confidence in it, because, like, I played all the Gears games. I really like the Gears games. The Gears lead guy is working on this. I mean, I I don't uh, think it's going to... That's not fair, because there's plenty of people... You, you can't base a game's success just on Cliff Baz- no, Baszinski. I, no, I said I think <laughs> the game will be fine. Like, I think it'll be a good game. I didn't say it'll do well, because A of good that. game will not be enough to do well for a game that's by-to-play, I think. It you, seems you were to have done well for all those survival games, but you know. Okay. Yes, but again, but well, you I can, think, look who you're competing with. Oh, I think you're under. I think you're overestimating the number of sales you need to cover your costs. I also don't think they're directly competing with Overwatch, and that's what people don't realize. That's why they changed the art style because they don't want to directly compete with Overwatch. I don't know. In FPS games, you have to be really good to charge. You don't money. think it's directly and, and it's possibly with Overwatch? I think it's pretty directly competing with Overwatch, more so than Paladin. Yeah. Or, no, yeah. Paladins is literally Overwatch now, almost. I don't know. I think it's they have the payload mode. They're cutting down the build diversity. I mean, it's basically Overwatch now. So let's let's cover the logic from the developer. They specifically said they decided to go this route because they didn't want to, you know, for the balance reasons. They didn't want to have a cash up that's pay to win and stuff like that. So <laughs> it gives them. Matt is correct that it gives them less reason to go pay to win, but they can always still happen down the road. So it doesn't like prevent that, but I guess it kind of early on prevents that, if anything. I have never seen a buy-to-play shooter from a Western company go pay to win. Let me put it that way. It's by a Western company, but isn't the studio partially owned by Nexon? But they're also trying to Westernize themselves a lot with doing all these Western companies, or taking on all these Western companies and making games with them. Yeah. I mean, Nexon, if Nexon I'm, I, I'm not sure how, if they own the company, but I'm pretty sure they probably have an investment in the company that Nexon will still have a say in it, you know, as as the publisher, too. Does the publisher have all business decisions on their end anyway? Wow. Typically, that's how it works. The, the business I have no idea how their agreement works. I have no idea. Let's see how much you can find some information on when Nexon got involved with them. But it's, it's not easy to find. It's... Everyone thought it would be free to play because it's Nexon, but then they're like, boom, costs money. Both. People thought the same thing with First Assault, right? I don't see that yeah. going free to play anytime soon. <laughs> so I think, I think another complaint I have, yeah. I guess, with the Western audience, people complain so much about free to play, right? In cash shops? Yeah. So you guys are going to get what you deserve now. You're going to get buy to play with cash shops. So get used to it. <laughs> that is exactly what's going to happen. I completely agree. I think every, the, every single thing is going to have a cash shop. Yeah, we've got a play and a cash shop now. But typically, the way, like people say, like 
free to play games tend to make more money, like on a per unit basis, almost like because when people because people do spend a lot of money on them. And it, I, I think you look at a game like CS:GO, you're missing it. It's only if there are good games. Of course, it applies right. both. But I think I think what works is a good free to play game can make money, right? Yes. But a good buy to play game won't. That's no, be a great no, buy to play. No, I I think I think a bad buy to play can cover its costs with enough hype and marketing. If they get hype, yes. They can sell a pile of doo doo and make back their money. But if they're free to play and they're a pile of doo doo, okay. All right, you're you're the CEO of a company, okay? You guys yeah, spent right. five years and millions of dollars making a doo doo steaming pile of poop, okay? It's yeah, a big pile of shit. It sucks. Mm. Okay, you're right. If you fine, fine. you're gonna make a big fat zero, right? But if you hype it, you spend like another million on marketing, and you sell a million copies, boom, you're rich. I'm, I'm comparing good versus great. Okay, I'm not saying doo doo. Don't excuse doo doo. Great. Yeah, but if it's a, if you if you have a great game, it really doesn't matter which direction you go, because you can you can add a cash up, but you make money. But if you're a good game, let's say Lovecraft is just a solid good. Okay, it's not great, it's not bad, it's good. I think they'll have a tough time competing with the juggernaut franchises out there in the sh especially in FPS games. There's so many top tier AAA you know FPS games out there, Call of Duty even. Like you 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 you're competing with with the big fish. But if, I th if you're pretty, I think, who are you competing with? I think this is complete. No, that's that's completely unfair. Because first off, this is the same problem that you have with literally every genre right now. Okay, that that's unfair. And second off, you have bigger fish to compete with in the free-to-play market because it's the same people that have been playing these games for like ten years or so. You have Crossfire, you have Combat Arms, you have Alliance of Valiant Arms, you have all these other games that you have to compete with anyways. You don't but, but, have but, but, but those aren't the same franchises as Call of Duty, as whatever Blizzard tur turns out have, next or CS. Okay, okay, so what about Call of Duty? Crossfire is literally one of the most profitable games in the world, and yeah. you have to compete with it if you go free-to-play. So that's completely yeah. unfair. Okay, but again, the, the, the market for uh, for Crossfire is largely China and Korea. Wait, it's not wait, America. Wait, 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 so you're not really competing with America. It's harder to be a free-to-play game. You need more confidence to make a free-to-play shooter today. Yes, you don't you need to be... more confidence. You don't need more confidence. It's just a business model decision. Wait, exactly. Well, you need more confidence in your product. But, but confidence, confidence, confidence affects your business model decisions, though. Yeah. I mean, it's like... So you you don't think it takes more confidence to ask people <clears throat> definitively to spend sixty dollars on this game without trying it? No, because free to play no, free to play is to is assuming that people are gonna are gonna stick with your game after giving it an hour. Yeah. Like, it, right? It, like, if, if it's straight numbers, up, right? If it's straight up, then then they put the money up front before they even try the game, right? But the way things work now too is it's not like you put the money up front after you play two hours you do a Steam refund anyway, which, which people are going to do that by the way. Okay. If the game isn't good, they're not going to make any money. Okay. Buy to play either. Who here has done a Steam refund? I haven't done it yet. I, I did it yesterday for the first time in my life. Okay. For what? What game? For what? I will tell you what game. It's uh. It's I know what now. you were playing. I know what you were playing. Oh, it was a uh, it was a riveting game called uh, Panzer Metals Tank yeah. Date Simulator. Date. Before we get too distracted, I do want, I want you to watch the Steam video on it, all right? Only in Japan can this. I will link it. This is quite the digression already. We, this is this is quite the quite the digression, but it is a. It's called Tank Dating Simulator. It makes no sense. I Literally like zero sense. With Nazis, that's nice. Yes. Wait. So you refunded this? Yes. I, I played for three minutes. I refunded it. I I could have told you you were gonna refund it. By looking at it, like, can you not see like the crappy, non-changed interface, the mediocre art? Like, the art was very this, mediocre at best. This is such a zero-effort game. Why did you buy it? 
I'll tell you why. I got peer pressure by the by, by the stream. They're like, do it, do it, stream it, do it. I got peer so pressure. So how is this like, a tank? Right, how is this tank dating? Is the girls are named after tanks? The girls name the tanks, and they think they're tanks. It makes no sense. She's like, <laughs> and there's really bad innuendos. Like, oh, you can do some mechanical like re reverse thrusting in my <laughs> exhaust pipe or something. Oh like, my god! Really bad innuendo. <laughs> like, would you oh like? Oh my to, god! Can you fit the canister in my like something? <laughs> it was so stupid. And like, they all thought they were tanks for some reason. And like, everyone, it, it made zero zero sense. Nice. Very so awkward. Which tank did you go with? Uh, I had the hot for the Panzer. She's the only tank with the best drone one. The Panzer and the Sherman were the best, but probably the Panzer. She was so the blonde. It's like Conchai collection, except they're not possessed by the spirits of tanks or whatever. It, it was just honestly very dumb. But it, it was. I, I got my Steam refund anyway, so got my ten bucks back. Whew. I refunded Sword Coast Legends, the D and D game. So, yeah, the point is you can refund these games, and people will, especially like more now more than ever. People with so many free-to-play games, people do feel a little entitled. So if they pay for something and it's not perfect, they're gonna get their refund. Wait, I have a question now. Is basically every game on Steam a demo? In a way, yes. It literally, you can. It's almost no questions asked. You can get anything refunded within two hours of buying it. That's pretty cool. And they, it's good for the consumer, but it can it can be really bad for indie devs, like in a way. No, it can't. But then again, make if you make game. a great product, you're fine. Make, yeah, you can still make a good game. But it's I mean, protection. A whole... It's protection for the it consumer is. from people making their cash grab games. Stuff that want to monetize like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <coughs> I'm I'm ultimately pleased with the Steam system, and I've only ever refunded one game so far. I mean, some people abuse it; they they refund everything, but. If you do it, you know, reasonably, it's it's a very good system for consumers. I don't yeah, think I th most players are out to abuse it. I think it's a very small percentage. Yeah, yeah, it's typically always the small, a very small percentage that are like. And abused. and that small percentage are like the types of people that are gonna pirate the game anyway. So that's yeah. kind of like whatever at that point. Well, well see they awkward. also. They also put like um, a limit on your account, uh, like unspoken limit on your account, from what I've mm. heard. And if you refund too many, they're not going to let you refund anymore. Ooh, that makes sense. Yeah, that, that's fair. It makes sense. If they see the one guy just refunding literally hundred plus games, like every time. Oh, that's true. You can make lots of Steam accounts and buy like two games every time and refund them. Then literally everything is a demo on Steam. I I think you guys are um, going too far into the hypotheticals. But, but with lawbreakers, I do think people will refund it if it's not what they expect. So as Aaron's point was that after you got by it, they got you, but they don't have you. Because you you can refund it. Okay, what's the limit? Yeah, two hours? But... Four hours? Two hours something. Okay. Is it one, two hours? I believe it's two hours. One it's two hours. People, not everyone who can take advantage of a refund does. Uh, yes, obviously. Okay, my example for that is the SC on TV bullshit. You know, it's like free, free of terms or whatever, but no one does it. They just throw it away. They eat it, yeah. <laughs> Also, it comes down to the cost of lawbreakers as well. All we know is it's not sixty dollars, and by saying it's not going to be sixty, it's probably not going to be fifty either. Because if they said it's not sixty, they come out saying it's, it's probably 50. Not five or ten or fifty. I think it's going to be thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah me too. Gosh. I think it's be right in the middle. I think it'd be I right. I think in it's going to be thirty. I'm going to guess forty. I'm guessing definitely not fifty. All right, I will wager it's not. Gonna yeah, be yeah. 50. All right, I that's, that's that. my bet. Because <laughs> you can't say it's not going to be sixty and then come out as fifty. Then you come out, you come out as a douchebag. But like, I mean, I think you guys are underestimating how like much power a 
quote-unquote AAA game not being $60 has. Like, for example, the only reason that I bought Deadly Premonition is because when I walked into GameStop, it was only $20 on Xbox 360 when it launched. Did you play through it? The game's awesome. It's hilarious, yeah. <laughs> I watched that. I, I I didn't play it, but I watched like a hundred hour let's play of it, like fifty, like seventy hour let's play, and it's basically playing it. All right, if I watch somebody play through it, it counts. No. First of all, who's saying oh, Lawbreakers is a triple A? Is that like a thing? I don't think anybody called it. It's being funded something. by Nexon, I'm pretty sure. So, I guess triple A. Nexon means triple A now. <laughs> Didn't we agree podcast ago that AAA is bullshit? It is. <laughs> that it's just something people say when it's not AAA? I feel like we should just go... Somebody should say we're quad A, right? Fuck everybody else, we're the quad A. Quad we're like A. S, like in Japan. No, or... just, dude, just, just make some shit I up. Like, like that. We're, uh, we're a platinum, titanium, triple, <laughs> triple A plus. plus. No, S. Triple S. Triple S. Plus. Triple, triple S. S. Triple S. Triple S. Triple S. Triple S. Triple S. I still like the description for, like, Double Fine and stuff. Triple I Indie. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think Lawbergs looks good. We'll see how it does. And I'll, I'll probably end up... If, if, I, if it's good, I'll buy it anyway. It's like, if it's buy to play, I think people are going to... People will... What we've learned from Black Desert Online 2 really quickly... People buy to play is not as prohibitive as I initially thought. I, yes. I thought a lot of people just wouldn't buy it. No. But I think if it's a good game, people are going to buy it regardless. It's true. I th- I think Black Desert had the advantage of having so much hype behind it. It wasn't funny. Also, yeah. It, I mean, it, it, even it freaking happened. it's an MMO that even IGN reviewed. Let's put it that way. <laughs> well, this is another discussion I had with my brother earlier. I think the the MMO, especially the MMO genre, I think will tilt away from free to play as we go on a couple of years because the average age is getting so much older. All the casual, like when I was young, like let's say twelve or whatever. I didn't have a credit card, right? So I had to play like MapleStory. I didn't have a choice. Um, but mm-hmm. today, all the casuals are playing phone games. So the people who have the PCs that can play these new games like Black Desert have money. So it's, it's less of an issue, I think, the barrier of entry. Uh, I think I also, it's, it's not just a barrier of entry issue. Again, you make more money. A lot of games make more money as free-to-play. You can uh, say it's scummy, but like, they no, not even close to no, a lot. I what? think like literally one percent make more money as free to play. You have to be a you have to be an amazing mm. game to make money as free to play. Whereas you can be a decent game and charge twenty bucks and make your money back. Did you you know what you know what you need to do, Omer? Hmm. You need to make like a like that that Michelin like diamond thing for games. You need to make a, you need to make an association. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you need to make I, an I association. Think, I think the best way to put it is like Black Desert, because of all the hype behind it, could have been a mediocre game, and it still would have had as many sales as it had because of all the hype. Yeah. But if it's free-to-play, no matter how hyped it is, people were playing it before they're spending money, and if it sucks, it, people still aren't going to spend money. That was literally my point, and you disagreed with me earlier. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was, it was Matt. <laughs> it was literally No, I, I think... I think it takes more confidence, though, to put a game out as a buy-to-play because you're you're sitting there going early on that you have to pay to play my game up front. So yes. that's why I think it takes more confidence. But I think that free-to-play games can make less money, are going to make less money definitively. It's it's it has nothing to do with confidence that part. All right, let me. I want to show you an infographic real quick. When Gaiozo eventually loads, I'm not sure why it's being so slow right now. Confidence is what uh, was. I mean, maybe I didn't mean it the way 
Uh, I guess you're defining. We can talk about it later. Alright, so let me... I don't know why Gaios is taking forever to load, but let me just link the, the source. I got it. Alright, so I want you guys to take a look at this real quick. And I was saying free-to-play games typically make more money. I was... I'm talking about the size of the market. So if you look at this chart, it's a little bit dated now. It's estimating for 2015, which is already over. Mobile is obviously big. Nobody's disputing mobile, right? And then retail right now is still really big because console games in America are huge, right? But look at number three on that list. After after mobile and retail, free-to-play MMO. Oh yeah, but skewed. This is an absurd chart. It's, it's, it's skewed. Yeah, 5% it's, of the it's a small but all the money. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. What do you think those free-to-play MMOs are? What, League? Yeah, League, Crossfire, and that's it. That's it. Go Crossfire? Home. Okay. <laughs> well, the, the, that, that, yeah, that is. The, 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 the League and Crossfire make up uh, 2.2 2, 2. 2 billion of that list. Okay, fine. So they, 2. Okay. 5. The top five is the whole list. Else. Maple Story is on there. Lineage, well, not Lineage, Lineage is buy-to-play, so, or pay-to-play pay right now. So here's the, here's the thing. Here, here's the real infographic I want to see. I want to see the games that make the vast majority of money compared to the overall library of free-to-play games. And that library, just based on our site alone, is fucking enormous. And fuck there is there to well, you emphasize how every big it genre. is. Look at retail. Who's making yeah, money in retail? The, the, the top five franchises are making everything. It's always 90-10. But you can, you can at least make a few million to get your money back by selling... If you sell 100,000 copies, right? Or even like 50,000 copies at like 20 bucks. That's, that's decent money. A Whereas, lot of free-to-play games, a lot of free-to-play games, like even like Shay on Last Chaos, have made no, millions but, and tens of millions of dollars, probably, yeah, if not but, more. But those are over 10 years old. We're talking today, 2016. You can't do that. Okay. You too much competition. Sure you can. No. No, no. Small you can't be a Steam okay, pilot well, today. still make money. Omer, you cannot be a free-to-play game and be a steaming pile of shit because if you are, people yes, are just going right, to jump to the other right, free-to-play game. Yes, you're right. Yes. If, you, if, if, you're, if you're in the business of making shitty games, of pure shit games, you're right. Don't don't be, you won't make money as a free to play game. Okay. You can't release a game. Okay, if you had a game exactly like Last Chaos, but with modern graphics, it would not be successful today. Yes, exactly. Wait a okay, second. So I have a question. Does AMZ Games make money on their shitty browser games? Yes. That's so, different money. That's, that's different market. money. How is that different though? That's, 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 that's a different that's, market. You're it's saying it's not client games. It's not client games. Browser but games. Why is that? I don't market. get why that's fair. It's still a PC game. No. It's a because browser game. Browser Browser games require a completely different level of commitment that's a lot lower, and the type of game in them in, that's in a browser on a normal day is a lot lower commitment. It has the auto-running, the auto-combat, the auto-pathing, the, yeah, um, all that stuff. People, still put, people are paying money for yes, it. Yes, but it's, it's basically the mobile market on PC. That's what browser games are. Yeah, that's a totally that's, different market. Uh, it's not even about what you say. It's still it's PC. A, no, but, I don't know how I feel about that. But, that seems very but, dismissive. My point is, if you have a good game, a good game true, has a though. better shot of making money on PC if it's free-to-play than if it's... Depend, obviously, it depends on the game and no. how you design it, right? No, that I, I don't think, agree. No, I don't agree. No, why is it free-to-play so much bigger than If it's a great game, you're right. If it's a decent game, you're wrong. Omer, free-to-play is not bigger. That's where you're getting this wrong. There are like three or four games that are bigger, but free-to-play is not bigger than retail market. I'm not... I'm, I'm comparing pay-to-play MMO because we'll, we'll look at this this one genre of games. All right, World so of Warcraft. Pay-to-play is point seven. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. Maple <laughs> Story is bigger play, than World though. of Warcraft. Maple we Story is bigger about... than World of Warcraft. How do you feel about that? Done. What? Maple Story is bigger than World of Warcraft. Makes more money than World of Warcraft. Making less money. Oh, you're talking about another <laughs> really old game. Dungeon Fighter. Dungeon Fighter. Dungeon Fighter. Oh, another really old game. In Asia. Yeah, Dungeon Fighter makes. Guess what's old too? World of Warcraft is really old too, though. World of Warcraft is probably older than Dungeon Fighter. It is. Yeah, World of Warcraft's older. 
World of Warcraft is 2004. Dungeon Fighter is 2009. These are outliers. These are Asian. These are Asian only. Old game outliers. Okay, so I'm saying overall, you're better off making a free-to-play game. We're just going to talk about MMOs, okay? When we're talking about the, the types of games we review. No, you're not better RPG. off, though, because they've already got their genre staples that are making the money. You're not going to be able to shoot in there unless you, like, really, really do something right. You're not better off. Free-to-play is three times bigger. More than three times bigger than pay-to-play MMOs today. Well, especially in MMOs. Because of like free games, though. Because of MMOs. Matt, Matt, look at the pay-to-play games. You take away WoW and Final Fantasy from that list, what's left? Nothing. Literally take, nothing. Okay, you take away Maple Story, Crossfire, Dungeon Fighter, yeah, yeah, okay, what's sure. left? Nothing. Literally it nothing. Just take away, like, it applies to both. It applies to both categories. So you take away both and both, there's nothing left. Sure, but the size of free-to-play is still much bigger. The obscure stuff in free-to-play make up more revenue than the obscure stuff in pay-to-play. Here's a good question for you. If, I bet no. you, if, if, Planet if they could relaunch Planet 2 today, they would launch as a $60 buy to play done. And they'd be, yes. they'd be more successful. Because it's a, it's a decent game that no one's gonna pay. They're gonna, people are gonna play for a few hours like me and quit. But there was a chance out of five people like me, one would have paid 60 bucks, and that's it. Your money's there. Done. In Omer's defense, though, say I'm a small studio, I make an MMO, right? I, have to, I charge 20 bucks. I, ha I can't build hype because I got nothing going on. Uh. No one's gonna try my game. You never yeah, heard of it. It's yeah. just a website. No, no one's gonna try it. I, I'm out of luck. I, I have nothing going for me. I put out a Reddit post. Everyone downvotes me because RMMORPG <laughs> is the most unforgiving community on the planet. <laughs> uh, so I, now, now I'm shit out of luck. But then I, I make it free to play. I change my model and maybe I put in some like I, I monetize bag spaces because I'm going to hell and I make a little bit of money. So, so I, I think that hold on, hold on. I, I, it seems very dependent depending on. How how much money do you as your investment do you have to make your game and then who are you and what are you trying to make because a small studio I don't there think there are no definitive eat. absolutes yes Sean, Sean some in some cases you're right plus I do could have made a better decision to go buy to play if they could go back in time but again there's no absolute I'm just saying the free to play market is bigger thus there's more opportunity there but that's why there's less opportunity there no mobile is there's more opportunity in mobile than anything else because mobile is so big. There's like zero opportunity in mobile. No. That's what people don't get. What? There's how is there zero opportunity in mobile? Because visibility is like zero. Visibility is zero, which means your opportunity to make a lot of money is basically zero. I think if I, if I made a mobile game today, I would actually make it like five bucks, just buy rather than try to yeah to, to compete. But with Matt, it. your logic, your your logic is the more niche the better. Look, Matt, if you can make a game on mobile, or you can release an NES cartridge. Are you going to release an NES cartridge? Nobody else is making NES games anymore. You'd be the only one doing it. doesn't matter. Nobody's gonna, nobody's, nobody is going to play on that platform. Better to be small on a big platform than big on a tiny platform. Yeah. It's like having the best Dreamcast Visibility is hard, right. Money. Yeah. Visibility is definitely hard, but that means it's opportunity there. The market is big for a reason. Well, like, not, not only that, you have a, a much bigger sh like shot at, yeah. at players. There's, there's a whole group of players, like, for example, like, you know, under eighteen kids, like they, they can't even play. You know, your 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 pay to play games, right? Like if yeah. it's free, they can just play it. Like, and then and then the, the thing the thing is is like, uh oh, friends yeah, and free to play allows you to do that. Mm -hmm. 
But then they play it and yeah. they put no money into it. Your under 18 crowd without credit cards is not going to put money into no, it. But, 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 then, but then you nag your mom. Mom, give me your credit yeah, why card. Do you, why are you guys saying that the under 18 crowd can't pay? I was under 18 and I played WoW and EVE Online and I bought got games all the time. It, and that's When you're under 18, you're... Your barrier of entry into the market isn't as extreme as you guys are making it out today. Yeah, but free to play allows you. Free to play allows you to bring your friend that can't pay. Allows you to bring those people into the game right away. Yeah, they can pay. Whereas if, yeah, because yeah, like, so, so for how. example, if Omera was like, "Hey, play this MMO with me," right? And like, I mean, this has happened to me where like, you know, a friend goes, "Hey, check out this MMO with me," right? I look at it, fifty dollar price tag. I'm like, no, no, thank you, right? But if Omera yeah. was like, "Hey, try this out with me. It's free. Here's a download link." I'm like, okay, I'll try it. It's a shit game, usually, but we still play. And then, I mean, like, look, remember when we played that that shitty? What was it? Next on Zombies. I spent a dollar. Yeah, like, there you go. I spent the dollar during the stream, like while we were streaming. I I I, I charged the dollar so, so I could never buy that game buy... for twenty bucks, even ten bucks. Never, I, I would I would never. But but then you know, Omar Omar was like, hey, check this game out, right? And we streamed it. This was live, and yeah. I was like, hey, I want to play that out. character. So I spent a dollar to rent it for a week, right? <laughs> and that's a dollar that they would not gotten, and that's like okay. what? Like if, if you sell a game for twenty dollars, that's for that's everyone 5%. like you. For everyone like you who's gonna spend a dollar on Impulse, right? I literally have like four hundred games on my Steam profile that I haven't played once, I haven't launched. Yeah. But I, I pay at least fifty cents for each one. So I'm right. the same way. If those were free, I literally would have spent zero. I, even if I played them, I would have spent zero. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's harder oh, to play a free-to-play game than a pay-to-play game. So, you, again, like I said, I'm not against free-to-play. And you, Omar, you're correct. I'm not disagreeing with you that you have more potential. And there's more, you can make more money in free-to-play than better. Yes. Game. But, and here's a big but for me, in my opinion, your game needs to be great. Not decent. Okay. If it's decent, for, you have better for, in, for indie more. games, For indie games, I agree with you. Okay. Indie games, period. They don't, they don't even have medium-sized budgets made by one or one guy. For the most part, again, not, you know, across the board. For the most are better off with a buy-to-play model. I'm not... I'm not saying universally this is true for every game. Like I said, I I could see the fact that Plant Side Two could have made more money. It was a sixty dollars game from the get go. That's quite possible. I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying we're speaking very generally. Right. There's obviously pros and cons to both sides, but I just see more opportunity in free to play because the size of the market is much bigger. It also, it also depends how long you're willing to support your game. Okay, so yeah. the size of the market is much bigger, but you don't. We're not taking into account whether or not these people actually pay. But you don't have, if, even if you don't pay, you make okay, you, But the people the that don't community. pay aren't worth anything to the company. Yes, they are. Oh, yes, they are. That's where you're wrong. They are. They, they are. are. Can I play a game that nobody plays? No. If, if I see a lot of people in a game, I'm more likely to spend money because I see this community. I, if, I can invest more money into that game. If there's a bigger community in a game, I'm more likely to spend money. I don't want to spend money in a game that nobody plays. I don't care how great the game is. If I'm in the game, it's free to play, and there's nobody else in it but me. I might play it for a long time for fun, but I'm never going to spend money. Why should I invest anything into the game if there's nobody else in there? Yeah, if there's no one in the game, how are you going to big dick on them that you have all the good cash Let's put it this way. Hey, Trove, they're changing the business model because they weren't making enough money because their free-to-play thing was not restrictive enough. Meanwhile, games like Fiesta that are basically only paying players left are still surviving. Well, I mean, now now you're talking about people that just suck at business. I mean... Yeah, they started. Yeah, there you go. This is not a free to play issue. This is this is a bad business model from the beginning. This issue. is just people they just don't know what they're doing. Yeah, like Riot Games was like better. this in the beginning too. They 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 didn't know what the hell they were doing. Like, 
You know, I mean, we're assuming that people are somewhat competent and point. It's very knowing how free-to-play free works. Yeah, free-to-play is very hard. I think you need one or more employees full-time designing your payment model and cash shop and tweaking it all the time. If you're making it, it's so much easier to just say, here's, give me 20 bucks, 30 bucks, 40 bucks, and I don't have to think about it. Here's the problem. In a lot of those games, like eventually, especially nowadays, we're going to see more and more of, okay, give me your 40 bucks. Oh, and by the way, here's a cash up in the game. Too. Yeah, we're going to and see we're both. Gonna do the we're same shit on the free play I, games. I, I think we're going to see, yeah. see more. All the buy to play games today are going to have cash ups. They're going to realize, wait a minute, we make all this money. If you look at World of Warcraft, for example, it's a subscription based game, right? But if you look at their microtransactions, there was, there was an old Superdata article that broke down microtransactions in World of Warcraft, right? So, of their subscription revenues, microtransactions were like 25%. I, I didn't think they'd be that high. Did you guys? I thought it was all like 90%, 99%. No, I would have never guessed that high. I wouldn't have guessed it. It's like 25%. Before, so. And it's just going to keep getting higher. It's just going to yeah, keep it, getting higher. Like, yep. like the, the, the more cycles, development cycles you have, right? It's just going to get higher. <laughs> more patches, more, more, more shit, more hats. Throw in the monocle, then start selling, I don't know, sex changes and race changes, and then server transfer, and then you have a shit ton of money. And it and it it's just there. It's always there. It's like it's like a it's like YouTube videos, right? You just keep throwing shit up there, and eventually you have so much shit in there that like someone's gonna buy it, right? Sure. Are you like, are you, 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 you dissing my YouTube video show? You dissing my video huh? show? No. It's true. It's true, right? I mean, the more videos you have out there, the more the yeah. more people are gonna hit it. It's the yeah. same thing with 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 cash shop items. It's like you're gonna find like you know something that you made long time ago. You're not paying for it anymore because you already made it. Still making money. Same thing with YouTube videos. Like I'm still making two dollars, two dollars a month off of my Shiro Lily videos. videos. I haven't fucking made one in like a year. Right? <laughs> nice. Well, with that, guys, we have to wrap up for this week. Uh, we keep it going in overtime. You can stick around to hear more of us. But for the okay. YouTube video, this is it. If you guys want to catch us live. We are live on Tuesdays at noon Eastern. 9 a.m. PST? Yes, 9 a.m. PST, noon EST. What is that Turkish time? That is 6, 6 p.m. Is it 6 p.m. Turkish time? <laughs> time, I guess. Mm. Right, well, that's it, guys. Say your farewells. See you, guys. See ya. Bye bye.